Well, welcome back to another episode of uh, Carson's Conversations. This one is honestly kind of weird. I haven't done anything in a long time, and it's, I wouldn't say stressful to come back and do it, but it definitely feels odd. Like, I, I definitely haven't been creative. I haven't been able to think of anything fun or exciting or even make any videos. Like, it's been three months since I posted a podcast, and that podcast was so much fun. So I, I don't understand why I'm just kind of like lackluster into all this stuff and just not really doing anything. Maybe this whole quarantine, hanging out, like going off, kind of isolating in Nova Scotia kind of screwed me up a little bit. I couldn't think of, like I sat today in my kitchen having a coffee and I was just thinking, what can I actually create? What video can I make that's going to be interesting? And I made some BS terrible video that even in the caption of the video, I was like, this is terrible. This is a terrible video. And if you like it, you should be ashamed because it's not good. And maybe I'm being too hard on myself, probably, hopefully, because I need it to be completely honest. I'm stuck. I'm in this little weird little rut of just not being able to think of what I want to do and execute on how uh, to be more creative than what I've been doing because I'm currently at zero. It's, it's nil. Like there's nothing I'm doing. I'm not doing anything. I'm working. A little bit, not as much as I actually want to be because I'm just not effective at getting people yet. Um, but time will tell how I do with that. Fuck, yeah, dude, this is so stressful for me. And it's not even like true stress. It's just this baseline level of like, oh, you should be doing something more. Like sitting around makes me feel so uncomfortable that it like actually makes me want to pull my hair out. And I don't know what that is, but it's when I'm not doing something that's actively working towards one of my goals to either like build up, well, like my own like money for school or like to just be beneficial and grow an audience kind of thing, like beneficial to myself uh, or like we're working out. That's something I'm doing every day. That's good. But like it's nowhere near as important as like figuring out what I actually need to do, I find. And I'm like sitting around, like I'm just thinking and like I, I'm overthinking everything now and I'm not just like making crazy outlandish dumb things and going for it maybe it's university for me maybe that's what screwed me up maybe it's because i'm in the same place that i've always been and there's not much going on around like anywhere um and being stuck in that era when a lot of your friends are older and can go to bars and then you're just kind of stuck there i gotta wait five months unless i'm like magical and uh can convince the guy that's there to use my student id but it's (laughs) but it's like what am i gonna do like I got to think of something and it's like, maybe I make a bigger video, a massive one, like a 20, 30 minute video, like the podcasts, but an actual like vlog, maybe I do something like that. Or maybe I just find someone and film for them. Maybe because I can come up with the ideas when content is present, but when I'm stuck by myself and there's not really anybody around me to like kind of bounce ideas off, I, I fall apart. Like I love being alone, but I can do that. I can't be creative alone. I need to, I need people. I need like energies to pull off other people. I could probably come up with some decent ideas, but then again, it's not going to be premium ideas that I would be bouncing people off, like off of people. Like that's, I think that's where the problem's coming, where the confusion in myself is coming, where I'm like, what do I need to do to actually come up with something? What, what do I want to do? And I know even like, say I wrote a screenplay or say I wrote something like a book, nobody's going to buy it. Who am I? But why, why wouldn't I? I'm not going to write a book. I'm a terrible writer, but what am I doing? What am I actually doing? I'm sitting in my ho- in my house, just fuck, just alone, just chilling, chilling. And I'm trying to come up with something interesting, but I can't. That's just how it is. Now I'm sitting in my basement, rambling in my beautiful, nice red chair, 
talking to some people, like probably 30 people. Negative attitude, right? Pessimistic as hell. That's not me. What am I doing? I'm completely like on my head. All the past like 40 episodes has me been like pumping everybody up. And now I come back three months later and I'm bitching myself out. What am I doing? I need to get back to work. I need to come up with something interesting. I, I had an idea and I, I don't know if I'm going to execute on it. But in this house that I'm in right now, it has a, my mom put up a live, laugh, love sign. And that is the bane to my existence because I hate that sign so much. And it's like three wooden, perfectly cut out. Like it's re- really well made, but it's a live, laugh, love sign uh, to say the least. And it's just ugly. What What is the purpose of that? Every suburban mom has that in their house. And you just, a little, a little piece of you just falls away. You're just like, what is this? Why? What is that? I get it. Live, laugh, love. You just want to be happy. You want to love someone and you want to laugh a lot, right? Maybe find a more interesting piece of art than that. Like, it's very basic. It's like, it's just like getting frappuccinos at Starbucks. It's the dumbest thing in the world. It's just anybody at 9 a.m. that gets one of those things. If you go and get a morning coffee, you see someone with a massive ass a list of like 20 ingredients in this sugar-filled, gross-filled, dairy-filled, a bunch of just disgusting shit with way too much sugar at 9 in the morning. You just know that humanity is not headed in the right direction. Because as soon as somebody takes a 20 packet, uh, twenty packets of sugar in their coffee, you know that they're going to be bouncing off the walls and saying the dumbest, most annoying stuff. Pretty much like me before I go to the gym and take pre-workout. But hey, that's for a cause. That's not me going to work. Maybe that's it. Maybe I just rant. Maybe I just come up with a video idea and just bitch myself out and bitch out other silly, dumb things that I see in this house. Like, I have a guitar mounted behind me. I don't even know how to play the guitar. I think it's missing, like, three strings. Because one of my buddy cu- buddies cut one of them off. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And then you look at this little photo over here. Because nobody listens to this podcast uh, uh, on audio. Man, this is way too negative, actually. I'm not even... I don't even enjoy saying these things. It's just this weird pessimistic attitude is coming out right now. And I'm not a fan. Honestly, though, getting stuck in a rut is normal. And for me, I think I just need to complain a little bit. Get all that BS out of me. Get me to the level where I actually want to be. I need to be back out in the world. Maybe I go back to uh, the university town that I'm in. and Maybe go back to Ottawa and figure out what can I do there. But then again, this is a nicer place to be because then I have more room to do things. But I'm not with people. And then I have this weird conflict of like... What do I decide? Why do I do this? Why am I doing that? And then you go, you're, you're fucking overthinking shit way too much and you need to relax. Like it's pointless. And it's not even like an anxiety thing because that just seems like BS to me. Um, everybody has anxiety and you just kind of push through it, see what happens. Maybe that's a bit uh, toxic masculinity, but that's another BS term and all this other stuff. Too much stuff is happening in the world. People need to calm down, take a breath, relax, get more creative. Think of something interesting. Stop writing hit pieces on things that don't need hit pieces. Stop creating drama where there's no drama. Just stop. Just stop. Take a break. Dude, 2021 and 2020 have been so ridiculous. So much crazy stuff has happened. We just got to breathe for a little bit. We just got to hang out. Talk to some more interesting people. And I think that's the next goal for me. I, I need to keep myself busy. So as soon as I'm done filming this, I'm going to go text 
and Instagram DM like a thousand people that won't respond and I'm gonna get like two people that are gonna be like, yeah, maybe I'll come on. And probably it's gonna be some weird guy that shills cryptocurrency coins that are like totally broken and they're just gonna be rug pull you out once you buy them. Probably that guy, that might be interesting. Talk about scams and stuff. Or what, what? who else do I need? Dude, I need like a gym rat. I need a big gym bro. That'll just come in and talk about how like, if you do 4,000 milligrams of creatine uh, every two hours, all your hair will fall out, but all the water in your body will be pulled into your muscles. I think that's what we need. Um, and they can come in the, the weirdly bronzed uh, face, you know, where they do the full body bronzing. Um, but it's it's kind of weird with the new uh, the new political movements because now they just can't do the above their neck. <laughs> As a white person doing the bronzing and you're just like, oh, that looks pretty bad, man. You can't do that. You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> That's bad. And then there's like, that might be funny. Interesting. Maybe we get them with bronzing with the half neck and then they just keep going from there and they're just talking normally and you just kind of try and not comment about how weird it looks. Um, maybe we get some actual creative people in here so I can steal ideas from them and use them. Um and then credit them because that's what you do. I'm going to get uh, academic dishonesty, you know. You can't get any of that stuff. Any of that bullshit. Um, because everything that has ever been great that's been created has been taken from somebody else. Look at Tarantino, Edison, uh, Nikola Tesla. I know that guy was actually just a genius. But that's the, another thing that I've been like kind of learning is you're, you're a far happier person when you're ignorant. When you don't believe in things, when you know nothing, when you don't actually focus on any of the things that are happening around you, you are way happier. The people that think the people that are running the world are like actually know everything. The people that are bankers, the people that are just understand climate change and understand all of that to the fullest extent and understand pretty much everything. Anybody that gets most things and understands how markets work and all that stuff, they're going to be so unhappy because they know what's coming. They know what's next. The guy that knows, the guy that can read that a tsunami's coming is far less happy than the person that's on the beach hanging out. That's a terrible analogy or terrible example, but that's true. It's like the person that knows about everything, those conspiracy theory guys, the the fucking 4chan people, what are they doing? That's just dumb. Um, sorry, not 4chan, like uh, QAnon and all that weird stuff. Like you're just like, why do you care? It's too deep. It's too pointless. There's no deep state. This is the dumbest thing in the world. Like, just, just relax. And you think about it and you try to educate yourself on as many things as possible. And that's something I've caught myself doing. Like, I, on, I have like four different news channels, news networks, that I like the apps on my phone. And they'll alert me every time something happens. And then I read about it and I'm like, oh, great. This is terrible news. More bombs. More Miami buildings collapsing, more death, more everything. And you go, maybe being completely informed on everything at all times is just not worth it. Because you lose a part of yourself every time you hear about a mass group of people being killed or more genocide or more death and just destruction and just sadness and families being pulled apart and just the tragedies of history. And you, the more you read about that, you go... Damn, man, I, it just puts you in a bad place. But then as a human, you also have the duty to understand that you need to know about these tragedies and these genocides and all those things. And especially with, can with, with what Canada is dealing with, the fact that only certain schools educated the population about that is brutal. That's ridiculous. 
and saying that we have a great education system is BS when you're not even teaching us about the history. Same thing with the states. There's no not a great education system unless you have a ton of money. And you just kind of go, you do need to be informed to the extent that is needed. That is socially acceptable, right? But once you start to go past that level to trying to teach yourself about all these other crazy things that are happening, um, or just following the news too closely, or even if you're like in the stock market or cryptocurrency and you're following charts too closely, it's just going to add so much stress to your life that you just don't, you just can't really pass it. You can't go, you can't benefit from it. It's a bell curve. Knowing everything, you get to that certain peak where you're at a perfect spot and you, you're in a happy place. You can understand everything. You can keep up on what, what shows next. You can tell everybody what's happening. And then you keep going. You keep going further and you keep going past. And then, you, and then you're stuck. And then you know everything. Not everything, but you know too much about what's going on. And you're just like, ah, shit, what do I do? This is just depressing. Hear a news, you bring it up. And I find that in myself, like when I, since I, I have these notifications always popping up on my phone, you're kind of addicted to see what's next. You go, what is happening? This crave of like, what shitty things are going to happen next? And I've actually even seen like, it just completely desensitizes you. Like whenever I hear there was like a massive bomb attack, I'm like, oh, wow, I've seen this 300 times this year. I did, oh, another one? Whoopee. Like, it's just not good for you. It's not good for your mental health. It's not good for how you perceive actual tragedy. It's not good for any of that. And then you think, where does this go? Where does this lead? And then it just gets worse and worse. And the desensitizing of the population is a very scary thing. Because you can scroll around on social media, Instagram, TikTok specifically, and find stuff that should not be there. The, 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 the algorithms break down things are just not great. No, Shit, sorry, um, are just not good. Like it's, it's kind of scary because kids, a lot of kids use those apps and I'm, I'm curious to see what the next population, uh, not next population, but the next generation of people is going to do like, what are going to be those interesting quirks or what are those, what are they? Not what are they going to be interested in? Because it's going to fairly follow the same suit. But I, I definitely subscribe to the fact that every generation repeats itself. Every couple generations. So there's like blocks. There was a great video from Van Neistat, Casey Neistat's older brother. And he explains these things. They're called like turnings. And basically what it is, is everything kind of repeats itself in like a four block pattern. And it's like within 80 years. So every 20 years or so, there is something. And like... It would be the 60s were like the experimental spot, like the 50s, 60s was like the great, everybody's really happy. And then the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s was like the, oh, okay, we're really pumping up, we're getting creative. And then 80s, 90s was like the beginning of the depression kind of thing. And then 2000s and to 2000 to 2020, um, 2000s to the 2010s is like mad everything's falling apart and it's just insane. And if you look back in history, it makes sense because it's just like early, uh, like 1910, 1920s stock market crash. Everything went to terrible. Like, uh, influenza went all over the place this year. We, in 2008, we had a housing market crash. It's just, and it's, it's like, it all kind of repeats itself. And you can see that even like, even with trends and stuff, like even within clothing, Right now, everybody else is everybody is dressing up more in a, a sense of, I would say, 
like I don't know if it's 80s 90s kind of vibe but it's like a modified it's a new it's it's not going to be a direct copy it's going to be a change to it but it's going to follow a similar trend of like the big puffy jackets like that's 80s 90s like Kanye's big gap jacket that literally looks like big one of Biggie's like triple fat goose jackets from uh the, the hypnotized song, like a music video, or not hypnotized, I forget which one it was, but here's this photo of him in front of a Range Rover, like a classic one in this big, fat, puffy jacket, and that's exactly what's coming out now. So it's like, where do we go in that? Like, what's going to be next? And for the next generation, where do we think they're going to hit? Is it going to follow this weird pattern that it seems to be that every year they kind of follow the same thing? Uh, well, every every couple of years they follow the same little trend and they flip up and they go... We're just going to get another, like, Soldier Boy to do another Superman dance and shit. Or we're going to get another super crazy, crazy creative person. Because out of those really, really bad times right, right now, after this, like, this is the beginning of the, the good part, right? According to that little, like, theory or hypothesis or whatever you want to call it. What's next? Like, do we are we going to get some crazy creative individuals that just make the most insane movies, the most insane art, the most insane fashion pieces, the most beautiful cars, which I'm more excited about than anything? Because there's one rule that I know about cool thing uh, about interesting cars, and that's is when the actually this really only works for Ferrari, but that's the cars I'm more interested in is when they're doing terrible in F1 and they're trash at driving which they are right now, like, they haven't really hit a podium in, like, six races. They make great cars, and they're making really interesting stuff now. And, like, that trend for electric cars, like, where is that going to go? Are we going to see a lot more companies pop up making electric vehicles and breaking into that market and trying to fight uh, the good old giant Elon Musk? But, what, like, what is that? And that's the thing that pulls you out of that creative binge. Man, this is really working for me. This is insane, honestly. I was like in this weird creative bolt, like bad sadness at the beginning, slowly not able to talk, but I'm running with it. God damn, maybe we go to 40 minutes. That's a lie. Um, but where does it go? Do we see a bunch of new Virgil Ablos making crazy, crazy cuts and crazy pieces? And then do we see, do we get another Enzo Ferrari? Do we get another Elon Musk to make some crazy stuff, send more satellites into space? Or do we get a, like a little war? Do we get something crazy going on? Because that stuff, superpowers are getting weird. Economy is strange. Everything's, everything's really crazy. And I'm kind of, I'm enjoying it. I sat outside with some of my friends last night and uh, we were just hanging out. We were just talking about everything. Um, politics in general, because that's something that, I don't know why our group always loves to talk about it, but I think it's my fault. I think I pull everybody into that. And, but the thing is, I hate it at the same time. Like I hate talking about politics, but I love it um, because it's an interesting thing to see where people are thinking from and how you, well, the things you can really gauge a person by what they talk about politically, because if they sit to a certain thing, like they're a, a single identity politics kind of person where they're like following one thing, that's not the right word, but if they're a single like issue voter or they go that thing. And it's like for my first year to vote. I'm not really sure, man. Like, we got some weird people. All of them are strange, and I'm not a big fan of any of them, to be completely honest with you. Maybe I'll run. I did get, in grade 10, most likely to be uh, the prime minister. Um, so maybe we'll do that. <laughs> That'd be terrible, bro. Uh, I would only be happy because I got, like, armored cars and a bunch of dudes with guns following me around. That'd feel really cool. Thanks, taxpayers. But <laughs> what's next? Like, where do we go from here? What's What do I do? What's the world going to be like? I'm interesting to see what my, like, I got younger cousins and I, I want to see what they're going to be doing. Hopefully it's not a bunch of like TikTok dances, more and more of those, or it's going to be just insane. I think we need more crazy architecture to come in. 
I think Canada needs to become like this crazy hub of just in, insane information. Um, we should be hitting innovative stuff like crazy right now. That's what I would do. That's my first vow as prime minister would be to make Canada the tech hub of North America. Screw Miami. Screw Texas. Screw Austin. Uh, Silicon Valley, you're dying. We don't need you. We're going to do Toronto. We're going to take over the Toronto Islands, even though that's like this really weird niche market for houses. We're going to steal it and we're going to put massive skyscrapers everywhere. We're going to make it a total tech uh, utopia. And we're going to have roads that wirelessly charge your cars. That's not real. Um, and we're going to do a bunch of other crazy stuff. I don't know. I, like, I'm interested in where tech's going. My brother's an insane. He's pretty much a mad genius. And I'm really thinking about doing crazy stuff um, and building a media company. And if he does what I think he's going to do, maybe we can partner up and do something really interesting. Because I've always, I've always looked at like Vox, BuzzFeed, uh, Barstool Sports is a crazy example now because they're like they're really popping off um, with all the like famous people that they're pulling in on their podcasts and stuff. Um, Vox, Vice, Barstool, and who was it? BuzzFeed, Vice, and I think we kind of need less, like more objective news, more objective media. Because when you read the news now. Every like you you look at CNN, you look at Fox, you look at C uh, CTV, you look. There's always a hidden agenda behind most of them. What happened to actually hiring like journalists that would make this a non-objective piece? I guess lobbyists got in there and took everything over and made it brutal and stuff. But why couldn't there be another insane thing? Like why can't we build another? media like interesting thing like that so sorry i'm getting screwed up because i'm thinking of ideas that are coming into my head as i'm doing that but i'm thinking why not build something insane why not make a true media company that for me i can do the marketing advertising interesting stuff there but make a media company that removes ctv and like makes it better cnn's always going to be a titan they have so much money fox is always going to be a titan uh, Barstool Sports is becoming a titan. Why not step into that field? I know it's extremely competitive, but make it interesting. Lose all this weird BS that's always happening. I know this is a crazy thing, dude, but I'm like, that's just how I'm thinking now. And why not just go for it? Because honestly, it's a good idea. Because there's so much opportunity and there's niche in everything, right? You just literally need to hire a couple. I would say if I started off with six great writers... In six different spots, business, news, um, they're all, it's all going to be in the news thing. We could run, make it highbrow so the people that are really interested in these certain niches are going to go. So we'll do like say fashion, automotive, business finance, actual like legitimate news and weather. Who cares? We have Apple on our phones. We don't look at the weather channel. It's pointless. Um, and then run with those and then we can have a double team on a couple of projects and then we have a film guy. And then we just start making stuff that's true to the population, true to Canada, and have a couple people in different places uh, and just expand from there. Run good ads on spots. Not having like all these newspapers now, you have to pay to see the articles. No, let's not do that. Let's just make it on a true, like easy advertising thing. I know that's where they're going to pull in all their money, but that's dying. I don't want to pay to read a news article that I can find on Twitter for free. What logic is behind that? Like every time you scroll through or you're on Facebook or you know, that's old people app, but if you're on like Instagram or Twitter is a good spot and you click, or, or yeah, like Facebook's honestly the best example, but you you go and click something and you go try and read an article and it's behind a paywall 
Nobody cares that much about old new, old newspaper other than people that are in their 40s, 50s that are aging out of technology, right? Oh, that's kind of mean, but 60s, 70s, like they're not going to be like buying these newspaper things. So why not create a whole new thing, run a great app for it, make it super, super easy to consume stuff on all social media platforms, kind of pretty much the Barstool Sports business model because it's beautiful. And then just keep running there. Keep, maybe stay away from all the controversial stuff, but also why not be a little bit provocative? Make something interesting. Remove all this BS and boring stuff. Like all this crazy news and all this bad stuff, it's insane, but it's also so boring because we've seen so much of it. Maybe that's the desensitized me talking, but like, maybe, why not? Why shouldn't I? I've always, I've always had crazy big dreams. I've always said I wanted to make a ton of money. Everybody looks at me and goes, no, no, you're not going to do that. No, I have to, I have to dream for it. Because if I don't, I'm going to be sitting in this basement, sitting in this red chair, living here with my parents. And I don't want to be doing that. I love them. Love them dearly. Very dearly. Thank you. You guys are probably watching right now. I love you guys. But man, I got to do some crazy shit to get to where I want to actually be. We were talking uh, I, well, last night with my friends as well. We were thinking about like, well, actually, this is an idea that I came into my head when I was driving home. Um, is there are always three things that extremely successful people do. And you think about it that way. Three three things. And they're always, most of the time, they're hobbies that just become business. I can think of two, the, two crazy people. Um, well, Joe Rogan, the crazy podcast god. He does the podcast. He does UFC commentating. And, oh, four. Because he owns a gym uh, supplement company. And then, what was the other one? Podcasting UFC. And the gym, and the gym stuff. Uh it's just a bunch of insane stuff, right? And comedy, of course. Sorry, that's the one. Um, but like, that's three things, right? And then you see Elon, he has Tesla, right? Car company. SpaceX, rocket company. Starlink, and the boring company. That's three things. Like it's always, it's kind of not always in threes, but it's like, there's always three things that people are doing all the time. It's like your main job. So for me, that would be like marketing media stuff. My second job would be say podcast content creation. And... My fifth job, if I was in, a third job, if I was insane and fun and crazy, would be like owning a race car company. That would be sick. Like, I've watched way too much racing. All of last night, I was watching like the Goodwood Festival of Speed, and that stuff's so addictive. You just see all these crazy expensive cars, two hundred million dollar, not two hundred, sorry, twenty million dollar cars, uh, ten million dollar cars, just the most expensive expensive things. And you're like, oh, that's insane. I'm nowhere near that. Um, the car I own is costed. Uh, Bought it for a thousand dollars, just got it running. That was bought it four years ago, so it's taken a lot. Thank you to my brother and my dad for putting a ton of work in to fix that shit. Um, but man, what I'm rambling again. But like, it's three things. I have that. One of my buddies is big gym rat, and he's massive. He could uh, run the company that he has with his family. He can do bodybuilding competitions just for like do that, and then advertising stuff there. And then if he really wanted to, he could just do something else pretty interesting, like uh, be the world champion slap boxer. I don't know. Something crazy. Like, it's always threes, it's, and it's always got to be something interesting, too. Like, you just got to master the, the job you do daily. If, say, you do it yourself, or be good at trading, or find a good hobby. Like, that's what it is. It's not It's not one job. You can't become crazy with one job. You have to have a couple and they all have to be something you truly love. 
I love this. I actually, I, I'm sitting here now and I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, I honestly miss this so much that I'm going to be rambling for like 30 minutes and say random stuff that nobody really cares about. But that's, that's just it. Like, that's how it's going to go. Because I've done it in three months. I'm actually kind of surprised that I'm not like dying for water right now. Um, and just do things that you genuinely love because you already know, and I've speak about this so many times on other podcasts, but it's like, just do things you genuinely love, find things that you enjoy and find three of them. Because if you can do all three of those in a week, then you're fine. Set up like uh, five minute interviews or whatever, 15 minutes. Stop sitting on the phone talking about the weather and stuff. Let's do more things. Something you got to do it in school too. Like for me, that's a weird thing. Like the university experience was mad weird because it was all online, right? And I'm in a dorm. So I'm living with a bunch of people that are just sitting on their asses all day with me. And we're all sitting in Zoom calls. And it's super funny when you see your friend in a Zoom call that you know is only two doors down. And you're like, oh, wow, maybe I should just sit in the Zoom with them. Because it's point like you're not making any human interaction really other than when you break the, the rules a little bit and go into this bubble, which you're probably already in a bubble. You're all living together. You're all eating at the meal hall. And then you just have to go and like only by these rules. And it got to one point where you were only allowed one person in your room with, if you had a roommate and they were present. Cause it was like, Oh, you're a mental health buddy. Or it was some dumb name too. And you're like, what is this? This is super silly. This is just a borderline. It's, it's terrible. I was going to say the word redacted. Um, I <laughs> uh, got it. Uh, but yeah, you're just like, this is the weirdest university experience. And then once you actually got a house afterwards, you're like, okay, this is kind of, this kind of understand you're walking to people's houses uh, outside and doing all that stuff. And then you're just hanging out. And then you're just doing more and you're doing interesting things. And then you're going to keep running I still haven't mastered this goddamn camera, so it cuts out at 30 minutes on the dot every single time. But hey, oh shit. Um, honestly, it's the uh, weirdest thing ever. Honest, some people that stayed back, I have some friends that uh, stayed back and did a, another year. And I kind of think they missed out because it was super, super strange, but that's something I can talk about. Like it gives me more things I can explain and like break down and you kind of learn about yourself because say like my roommate left it for a couple weeks every, every once in a while and you'd be completely alone in this super Nordic prison cell looking thing and there the windows didn't open at all. The AC didn't work. At least the internet was good because they brought my own router, but like the experience was mad weird. It was like, uh, like yeah, Nordic prison. Like if I was in jail for like, I don't even know anything. I wasn't going to come up with some crime that I might commit. Um, that sounded terrible. I didn't mean to make it sound like that. But you're stuck. You're in a weird spot. And you're just like hanging out, doing what you can do, trying to stay mentally okay and eating this weird pretty much prison food all of every all the time. I became friends with one of the guys that uh, worked at the cafeteria. And that was actually pretty funny. He, uh, insane human being. Very interesting. Funny to talk to. And uh, it was just fun. Overall, even with the crazy regulations in that, university was fun. I enjoyed it. It was... It got me out of my house. Like, I lived in a different city. Ottawa is a, a bigger city than the one I'm in right now. And my only beef with it is it's a little little boring because it is a politics thing. And Canadian politics is mad, mad boring and not interesting. And you just kind of sit there and you go, oh, what are we doing? Like, you look at American politics and now they're freaking out at, like, Pelosi for being a god at stock trading. 
And that, that is so funny to me because she, it's so obvious why she's so good at stock trading. Um, insider stuff, I guess. I don't know. That's just a, that's like the only reason. Um, actually, yeah, one guy was like following Pelosi's stock trades and made like $10 million in like two months because he followed to the dot. Honestly, I'm rambling here. I loved it. University was very interesting. I'm so happy. I think I got my creative bunk back. Um, and it's 32 minutes and 33 minutes of just me talking about random stuff. University was fun. I'm happy I got my creative stuff back. I am going to try and do this every week. I'm going to literally DM a bunch of people out of here. My camera's about to die. That's why I'm rambling very fast. And honestly, I'm back, baby. And I've said this 14 times, but I think I'm actually back. I'm going to try and film every, every single uh, week. If I can, and I'm taking this red chair with me back to my other house because this is what makes me talk. This is where I channel my uh, weird rambling communicative skills. Anyways, thank you for listening to Carson's Conversations. This has been amazing. I don't even know what episode it is. Maybe 34, maybe 35. Uh, no, 40? I don't even know. Screw it. Anybody, thank you guys. I love it. I love you. Uh, thank you for listening to me ramble. Goodbye. <laughs>